Yes, I'm ready to love. What's up, party people? Welcome back. I'm Crypto Khalif. That's Steve. We're the Crypto Brothers. This is the On The Block Podcast. Rocking and rolling to you on July 25th, 2022. The uh, On Satoshi's Day of July 25th, 2022. <laughs> Welcome back. We got a lot to talk about. You can kind of see some things on the screen probably. Probablemente. I'm going to erase that and then I'm going to just bring it back to me and Steve. This is the On The Block Podcast where we discuss the intricate topics of the crypto verse and break it down for everyday people on the block. I am not alone in this journey. I am with the magnanimous, the incomparable, the highly intellectual, the thought-provoking Stevie Baby. Good afternoon, my brother. Good afternoon. Good afternoon and everything in between. I am Crypto Khalif. I'm reporting to you live from the glorious mountain of New Jersey, the city on the hill, the Toxic Avenger, home of the Toxic Avenger in the slums, uh, Brick City God. I am the son of the bricks. I am talking to you live today about a lot of things. You found the right place. If you're looking for uh, latest updates on crypto and ed- what's going on and the happenings, you found the right place. Steve and I, we try to break things down for you and on a street level because these things could be highfalutin, high off the hog, but we try to bring it back down to street level. And we're going to just jump right in and get to it with the crypto market, if that's all right with you. Stevie. Let's do it. Let's do it, baby. All right, I'm going to share my screen. Why? Because I ain't greedy. Can you see that, Stevie? I can see it, my brother. You see my TV, Stevie? See it. All right. Please believe me. It ain't easy. But crypto has crawled from the ashes, and people are wondering if this is a rally or a sucker's rally. Is it a fake out? So break out or fake out? Is it Chinese takeout? I'm going to be hungry an hour later. (laughs) (laughs) Should I put my plate out? You know what I mean? Keep the microwave ready. I don't know. I think I'm going to be hungry again next week. I don't know, man. Um, It all depends on the reports, man. I I don't know if you heard this. and It's off topic, but evidently Miss Yellen uh, uh, Secretary Yellen is trying to redefine recession. Ooh. It's not two straight quarters of, of uh, negative oh, GDP. No, I, I didn't hear that. Really? Yeah, man, that's the new. That's the, she tried to do that over the weekend. Shut so the, the new debate is uh, be, there's no way we can have a recession if employment is so strong, but we all know employment lags. So dependent, we know Walmart, Walmart. It reported they re they reset their 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 map uh, because they have too much inventory, so they got to lower prices. So they're resetting their map. Walmart's a big player. That's a top top three. That's the top three, maybe one of the top three in the world, and uh, that's gonna have ramifications. What so, I, I didn't I haven't heard this. Yellen is saying she she wants to redefine what inflation is. Yeah. Well, she doesn't want to redefine. She's saying 
she was on, I think, Face the Nation. Mm-hmm. And she stated that um, the way that we term recession isn't two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. You have to hold into account certain other other things like employment, blah, 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 blah. So you can have negative GDP, but employment's up. That's not that's not a recession, supposedly. Okay, I mean, who who let the who let grandma run the run the bank? I mean, to her defense, she's she's a very knowledgeable lady. She's trained. <laughs> she's trained with the best of them. She's highly respected. Um, however, got to remember now she's secretary yelling, and she has to she has to march to the beat of her boss, who's trying to change the way we look at him but sleepy joe man sleepy, sleepy joe sleepy joe man he's sleepy joe now uh hey, i hey, love hey. for him but he's sleepy joe um he's he's i don't think there's anything that his policies could do for the economy anyway um right. he inherited he inherited covid right we can't even i mean it started with trump and it's going to be with him. It's going to be, and if he doesn't win a re-election, it'll be with the next president. Like this is going to stick with with us for a while. And I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think the world's economic outlook. I mean, did you see uh, the, uh, the 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 ECB Lagarde last week? Did you listen to her her her? Uh... No, I missed that. What's up with her? Oh, she came up with a new term. I think it's called TPI or T. TSI, where uh, basically sort of like we're yelling, they're trying to re, they're, they're raising interest rates, right? They're going from negative interest rates to positive. So immediately the interest rates, they're getting going to get a boost, but they're changing the way that um, banks, the central banks are going to work with the other banks to make sure that everybody's solvent. So she, they put in a new wrinkle. Um, I should have probably put this up there, but I, I was a busy week last week. Um, so yeah, Lagarde had a nice little press conference. I think Wednesday or Thursday. Mm. Wednesday or Thursday, where she talked about it. Um, let's have it. TP uh, Lagarde, TPI, TSI, some, some, some new, some new fangled. Thing where they they you know they're playing games again. Uh, well, there is already the BIS, the Bank of International Settlements, which is supposed to be like the World Bank, the Iron Bank, the Bank of All Banks. Mm. All right, so we'll just move right on. So while, while Steve looks that up, I'm going to talk to y'all about the prices, give you the updates. We got Bitcoin at 21,985. This is down 3% on a day. Ethereum is at 15.10, down almost 7% on the day. There was a little spike rally going on on the weekends. I don't know if you guys noticed. It's Monday, July 25th. I think Mondays is our day. What do you think? I think, I think Mondays, Mondays is our day. day. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, we got. We're going to jump to number five. BNB is 
25, 2000. I can't do numbers on TV. $252. We have XRP at 34 cents. We have Cardano at 49 cents. We have Solana at $38. So they're actually down from last time we spoke. Uh, and Dogecoin rounds out the pack at six cents. Holding tight, steady, firm, solid Dogecoin. The most respected coin in crypto. Right. Uh, <laughs> next to Shiba Inu. That's a joke, folks, in case you don't know. It's only one big dog. His name is Bitty Coin. You can see we had a kind of a rally over the weekend if I look at the weekly charts but if you zoom out which I'm kind of chopping along the past week or so up down up down we get we bump our heads around uh 1650 and then we come down and then we did the same but if you if you want to be a uh stickler you can kind of see that we're having higher highs and I would have said a higher low but we kind of tanked over the last 24 hours I think this is a fake out, not a breakout. Uh, we need a confirmation on a, fa- on a fake out or breakout because you can kind of draw this line. I wish I had. Do I have a control? I think I can annotate here, right? I think I can annotate something here. Let me draw a line. Let me get this all, everything I'm getting out of my, uh, out of this pro subscription. So let me draw this, that's all horrible lines. Jesus, let me try that again. What if I hit shift? Nope, that don't do it. What if I hit control? I don't do it. Can I just get an arrow? What if I did an arrow? Mouse, draw. Steve, you know anything about these things? No, I don't. Damn. You're on your own on this one. I'm on my own. Okay, I got a line here. Boom. All right, so. This is the course we were at previously. Previously. Let me uh, race that. So if I draw a line from the high and like how things were going to how they are now, you can kind of see we broke out. This is Ethereum daily chart. Right. And we break this uh, blue line. Everybody's getting excited, but you can already see it's kind of crest. Uh, and it's uh, rounding hump hump back like a camel coming back down I believe it's going to test this line and I do believe it's going to break that line down so uh, I think it's a fake I think we could rally people are saying we we might even hit see Bitcoin in the 30,000s I wouldn't be surprised but I'd be very surprised if it went beyond that for any extended period of time. Uh, what do you think, Steve? What you read? You reading something? Look like uh, good. I was, yeah, I found the Lagarde stuff. We want to go back, we can, but uh, we can talk about it offline too. But mm-hmm. um, I think Ethereum, and I don't know if this is a segue, but I think Ethereum is in a place where the, the not that nothing's going on at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is going to keep chugging the way Bitcoin is going on, but the the innovation is in Ethereum right now. For them to pull off this great accomplishment, like it's got to go down in computer science history. 
how they did this. Like, this is going to be something a legend. Like, people people say, oh, we're going from proof of work to proof of stake. And I think we talked about this a little earlier in the, uh, the month, but right, that's a huge undertaking, man. Like, right. And they're talking about 100,000 transactions per second. Which, whoo, is effing with Visa. Yes, sir. It, yeah, yes, sir. So, I don't know if we get there and, you know, I don't know if we get, I, I don't know if that is the premise for the quick surge. I think some of it is, but I also think that um, there has been a bargain for a minute. Uh, and, and, and because it's, it has a deflationary um, part to it. Right. Supply and demand is in effect. So some of what you might see is because a lot of people are staking, buying and staking. Oh um, yeah. And then and then stuff is getting burned too. So um I think we're starting to see some of that too. It could be some of that too. So I don't know. Well, if we take out our old trusty dusty Maya multiple, is yes, there we see that Bitcoin is still at 0.58 one hour ago, bro. That's how low we were. So imagine when we were down at 18, 19. We're at like 23 now, 22. Right. 21, almost 22. And look at that. So this is a buy, folks. And it's something very similar for Ethereum. And maybe even more. But uh, for Bitcoin, it's under one. It's a super buy. Under one is a super buy. All the way up to 2.4 historically for a Maya multiple uh, meter of a Maya multiple under 2.4 has been a buy because historically it's up 96% of the time it's been higher than where it is now. That is a buy. This is like not a perfect symbol signal, but it's a it's a bright and clear signal and a noise and it's one of one that I use for confirmation amongst uh, other signals. As a matter of fact, if I listened to this signal more, I would have uh, played this last round far better. And I was like, man, I got the Steve is crazy. Like the last time, you know, like the crypto bus and it kind of caught everybody on surprise. All right. But it's like what they say. It's like, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Shame right. on me because I had the Maya multiple and the his history and experience. And I still got sideswiped because I was bleed. I was feeling into the hype. You know, the psych was going to be elongated. I didn't really feel the the hype and the, the craziness and the the mania of last time. But it, maybe I was being biased. But like the money was flooded into the into crypto. We right. were at three trillion. Right. So we were never at three. Uh, I don't think we were at three ever. No, we last time we didn't hit fucking heck. Crazy. No, heck no. We was we was trying to get to a trillion. Right. We was like over a trillion. I was geeked up. It was like December 2017. I was geeked up. But um, this time got me again. Ah, God damn it. Got me again, guys. So if I but if I would have paid attention to this, 
The thing is, when it flashes red and it hits over the 2.4 for the Meyer multiple, this is the Meyer multiple I'm talking about, guys, which is basically the price divided by the 200-day moving average or vice versa. Uh, you get a number and it's usually around one. And if it's under one, it's a buy. If it's one, it's equal. If it's over one, maybe it's a little overpriced for the compared to the last 200 days. But overall, historically, we track these things and see when it's at this level of Maya multiple, what happens. And when it hits 2.4, usually it retraces the to one or close or many times under like where we are now. So it hit 2.4 a couple times last fall. It hit, as a matter of fact, it hit it in the summer. I think like the spring or something. It went crazy, and then it retraced, and then it hit it yeah, again before, when it before it went to 64. To, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. We had a pullback first, and it was overheated. It pulled back, and then we did uh, 60. It hit it, and I was like, it's just it's just flashing red because we're on the way up. Like, you know, it's violently rising and I didn't, I wasn't disciplined with it. I was not disciplined with it and I paid the price for it. So this is not, you know, and, and then things come and go like plan B comes and go like he came, he was big flash in the pan. I think there's something to it, but people were trying to like put it too much on it. He was trying to, I don't know. He was kind of drinking his own Kool-Aid like up this date it hit this target that check you know remember he was doing that mm -hmm. as we went along he was like oh we hit this target check <laughs> you know like yeah, check he was all systems that. go like a, a flight he was, he was definitely on that so um and then it was like oh we didn't hit this target december's not looking good either oh this is invalidated it could be it could not be i think the trajectory is right i think the overall the big picture, he's right, but it's so hard to time any market. It's just we it's just folly to believe that we can do it. And I even me, who I thought, you know, consider myself experienced for the crypto market, which is still a, a baby. Right. Got me. Well, get in, you. in my case, in my case. You were like, like you were you were like this and you, you were like this you wasn't really believing it would go much higher. Yeah, I said I, I said I would love to see 90, 90 98,000. I didn't think it was gonna crack hundred K. Um I, I wanted I wanted to see ninety thousand. I think if we would have hit ninety thousand and had a a a sixty percent pullback. I think everybody would still be in better be in a better space, but we got we got our sixty and then we got pulled back. Um, I haven't stopped dollar cost averaging in because I believe in the protocol. Right. ETC we talking about? I believe in the protocol, so I'm looking at it as digital property, right? I'm not looking at it as a trade. Like I tell everybody who comes into this, don't trade, right? That's an easy way for you to keep clean. If you look at if you look at an Ethereum and you look at a at a BTC, if you want to play the yield games, play yield games on the protocols that allow you to do it decentrally and be able to withstand, be be you know man or lady enough to to understand that you could lose everything. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the way I kind of played it. Like um, a lot of people borrowed and levered up and did a lot of things that we're now paying for as a as a community. Um, because you, when you I flood- just let, hold on to that with the leverage and borrowing up. I just want to interject for the listeners and the viewers that crypto is volatile and it's risky. It's high risk. That's correct. But the the trajectory we are on now and what has occurred, like how Bitcoin has grown out of the primordial ooze of nothingness almost into this real thing that's being traded on stock markets and, you know, adopted by people like Fidelity, which is one of the oldest investment banks in in America, um, and all these different financial aspects. People say, just invest what you're willing to lose. Lose. I think that is more directed towards things outside of Bitcoin. As I see it, you know, it's a, can Bitcoin go to zero? It's a possibility. But I believe the probability of that has been greatly reduced to almost zero now because of what has transpired. Now, that's my opinion. I'm just a guy on the Internet talking. But if you look at it logically, um, like why has it grown and continued to keep growing after it's been called dead 3000 times? And if and if people that are in power could have killed it they would have killed it but they can not killed it kill it because the time to have done it is when it was a baby punch it bitcoin got punched in the face when it was a baby in the crib when mount gox happened and the price collapsed and all this stuff like people didn't even know anything about it but it was just used for silk silk roll and criminal activities at that point so and here it is at twenty thousand formerly at 69,000 from less than a penny. So, uh, you know, I believe like, you know, anything outside of Bitcoin and in my opinion, outside of Ethereum is kind of fair game for that. Oh, it could go to zero talk. But for me, I ain't buying it. Um, As always do your own research. This, these are just, you know, we're not financial advisors, but um, that's my two cents. But getting back to your leverage, sorry to jump in there. So, yeah, you had a lot of speculation, right? You mm-hmm. had your three arrows capital, you had your, your lunar, and they're borrowing and and, 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 and levering up because they think, they think that arrow go up is going to keep going on forever and ever. And unfortunately, that's what that's this is what this is exactly what we didn't want in our space like we talk about this all the time to me bitcoin is digital property pristine digital property right right ethereum to me the way i look at it is ethereum to me is the innovation of what big blockchain can become right uh and so it has its it is its own sovereign entity and there are some people that believe as as the systems are are come become more mature it mm-hmm. it also will become 
uh, stable money. It'll be, it'll be, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be pristine as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and it'll be, it'll be a, 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 a hard money stalwart. That's, that's the bet, right? So why wouldn't you have at least those two? And we, we keep on repeating this same message to folks that are new. You really don't have to go much past Ethereum. Really, you don't really need to go much past Bitcoin. The advice right. I give you to my daughters, pure. Yeah, yeah, the advice I give to my daughters is dollar cost average in, take some of that fiat currency, mm -hmm. convert it, and hold it. I was talking to uh, Kamora about that. She she doesn't ha have any Bitcoin currently, right? right? I was I'm going to I want to set her up with a wallet and just, you know, give her about 50 bucks of Bitcoin and she's going to watch it. Right. That's what I but do. I'm going to add on to that because I think without Jack Mahler's pro, uh, product, both strike. her and yeah, Strike is a great place um, for them to start. I just hadn't had a chance. I'm actually going to put together, um, this is off topic, I'm going to put together a workshop where we're going to go through but I, I'm still processing the fiat standard, so there's some stuff I need to, I need right. to, I need to hit them with. We're gonna do the Bitcoin. They have Bitcoin. I just ain't gave it to them yet. And for the listeners, what's the fiat standard, Steve? Uh, it's a book by Saif Adin. Um, I forget his last name, but he's the guy that created the Bitcoin standard. He did a fiat standard book. To me, if you have not read either book, start with the fiat standard. My preference is Audible. Uh, we should probably get an affiliate to Audible, bro. <laughs> this is the Bitcoin. This is the and the first Bitcoin. One. Yeah, the Bitcoin standard is first. Bitcoin standard. But I would say if you're new, the fiat standard, and the reason why I'm doing the workshop with my daughters is because that generation is going to be affected by crypto way more than any other generation. I think they're going to look back at this generation with wonder. Because they got born in the, some of them got born in the in the COVID, uh, all the political and, and financial changes, how we transact, all that stuff is right now while they're young people. So the sooner we can get them to understand the old system, is the sooner we can get them to understand the new system and the differences between them. Right. Uh, and it, and the fiat affects everything. I'm not going to put too much in it. I think everybody, I think it should be, it should be reading for everyone. The fiat standard and the Bitcoin standard, but the fiat standard first, I would say, um, it's, 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 it's mind blowing. Now you got to take some stuff with a grain of salt. You got to do your own homework on the information being given. That should always be the standard for yourself. But by and large, this book is amazing to me. It is an amazing understanding of where we're at today and how we got here and why it's important for everybody to get some of this digital property we call Bitcoin because it will, I believe, like Khalif, I, I believe it will be the the, the truth. I, I believe it will be the truth. I really do. Um, how, it, it, how we intertwine it with our, 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 our government government bank currencies is i'm worried about like i don't want it to get corrupt it hasn't been corrupted but there are people that are trying to do it mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so I, I think 
I think, like I said, um, you should not be trading. If you're going to trade, I would say DeFi, as we are finding out, is a way better way to play the game. But you got to be advanced. So mm -hmm. you got to know what you're doing. And maybe that's the difference. So mm -hmm. a centralized, so-called centralized uh, uh, speculative company, Three Arrows Capital, will take your money and, and play hokey pokey with it and buy okay <laughs> hold on to the three hours talk i think oh wait yeah uh, yeah we kind of scrapped that talk but just briefly three hours arrows capital guys have you know found to be uh of exactly what we expected to be they were spending money the money on super yachts and 50 mm -hmm. million dollars on yachts and houses and cabanas and, and probably hookers and cocaine and shit uh, and Lambos, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean the Fiat Standard. Look at the, look this book up, guys. It's on. It's available now at, at, at Amazon in all formats. I have it on Audible. I'm reading. I'll put a link down below. Um, yeah, I've got it on Audible. I'm listening to it while I'm in the car. Look at this oh. title: The Fiat Standard, the Debt Slavery Alternative to Human civilization Saifedean is coming with the heat he was serious this is a, as serious as a title as you can get we have look at these triggering words debt slavery human civilization <laughs> like look at the graphics damn like shit I'm like triggered <laughs> is this roots what's going on you know what I mean yeah, it's, 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 it's a serious book, man. It's a it's serious, a serious, serious book. book. All right, link below for those that know. Now you know. Um, getting into the stories of the day, we're starting off with CoinDesk reporting stablecoins firm uh, faces tough reserve capital demands in U.S. bill. Source says that's kind of vague. Right. So uh, yeah, tell us what's up. So in order for crypto to be mainstream, let's keep this keep this in perspective. Right. Maybe in the USA or across the planet, maybe yeah. 6% of the, of the world's citizens have crypto. Mm -hmm. So if you have crypto, you're in the my you're in a elite group mm -hmm. of people that, that see the future. Mm -hmm. Um and it might have been by accident, maybe someone gifted you some bitcoin, who knows. Um but you you're in Right in America, I think that number holds true. It might be six percent, maybe less. In order for folks, uh, the leadership of the country, the, the the legislators, to feel comfortable about crypto, we have to accept some form of regulation. Regulation, yeah. So this is the first step. They're going to regulate stable coins. Stable coins are going to uh, the ones that are living right now. Uh, Tether, Circle, USDC, all of them are going to have to prove that they have the assets on hand to back up what they have out in the world so that if there's a run on the bank, they can they can cover what they need to cover. Um, mm -hmm. And they got to have assets. Mm -hmm. Just can't be hocus pocus. And there's going to be some, they're going to fall under the same guidance as, as a lot of banks, regular banks too. And do I think it's necessary? We had this conversation offline a little bit about the whole 
purpose of a, 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 a digital dollar, so to speak. Um, I'm still processing, so I don't want to convolute our crypto our, dollar. Yeah, crypto dollar. I don't want to. I don't want to convolute our message to the to the fans. So, what I will say is, um, it's important that regulation and the industry come together because we need corporate money to come in. The 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 over the counter average Joe is not going to take us from what. A trillion now to six trillion, eight trillion, whatever it is, ten trillion, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever gold is. If we we got a new gold standard, Bitcoin's not going to get there using using over the counter folks. The numbers don't the num the money, the cash, the mm -hmm. fiat, the fiat. So it, it only makes sense that stable coins get get hit first, and good mm -hmm. for them, right? Um, I, I personally think they're trying to make circle the, the they're trying to make a kingmaker that somebody's trying to king make USDC. Um, I've been saying that for a minute. It's real odd that, you know, Terra bit the dust right around the time that they were angling for legislation and all this other stuff. But, you know, it, it'll come out in the rinse what's going on. But I think they really want in America anyway, they want USDC to be the number one number one player mm -hmm. absolutely i mean everybody wants their monopoly over their currency of their country uh you know uh, this is what this is what it is this is the we knew we were going to come to this bridge the battle hasn't even yet begun it's uh rumblings but this is the thing this is the thing um not in a total vacuum, but way more, what's the word, uh, inoculated from things like this is Bitcoin. Right. Right. Because there's no, it's rules without a ruler. There's no head to cut. There's no head of the snake to cut. There's no throat to choke. There's no CEO. There's no marketing department. There's no company to go headquarters, kick the door down, shut the service, pull the plug. There's none of that. It's never been before seen, never seen before, unprecedented. So, and we do, what do we do with that? Nobody knows what's gonna happen, but I could tell you what, I could tell you this, no matter how, what the regulations, which way they go, you'll never stop Bitcoin. It's unstoppable. It's really literally unstoppable. It's, it's one of the only things I've known in my life to say it's unstoppable. Like they say death and taxes, I, well, death is still there. Taxes is questionable. It'll be there, but can you tax everybody? They ain't taxing everybody because oh, things get away. Yeah. Things slip under the, things slip under, things go through loopholes. Somebody looks past while you walking through the turnstile. Right. Doing, doing one of these, like. <laughs> old school cartoons. Keystone yep. Cops. Yep. Steamboat Willie whistling. And uh, that's what, that's one of the reasons, Steve, I just believe all of these uh, machinations and movements and oh, Bitcoin's dead. And like right now, we're like, you know, it's easy to dump on. It's easy to kick you when you're down, right? 
and all the believers and all that stuff. But then we're like, it's at 70,000 and then it's a, a bubble. Right. right? Uh, where, where is the credit is going to be given to that for climbing out of the primordial ooze, like I was saying? When, when's the credit going to be given for evolving to this stage where it's traded on a country's ETF and stock market in like multiple countries when it's a currency in a sovereign country like El Salvador? It's official currency. Like this, who would have thought this to the OGs that were having Bitcoin conferences back in 2011 when it was like two people? I saw a, th- I saw a, I saw a, let me know if I'm too boomy on the mic, but I saw a uh, YouTube clip of and An- Andre Andreessen, Andre Antonopoulos, one of the crypto OG super knowledgeable he walks i think he's more bitcoin jesus than roger ver because he really goes around the world spreading knowledge about crypto right. and he did it when it was like not profitable he left a super profitable job and he was just all consumed about crypto he was all about crypto you know not one of the very first people but from that first wave and he used to be in rooms it was like one person and he's given the same lecture that he would now give to a room full of, you know, 5,000 people, 10,000 people, and they'd be packed in there at some place like Miami Bitcoin Conference. That where it's like, you know, you start, you're starting to see celebrities go there now. Um, who would have thought that it's not? If I would have jumped in the time machine and told that guy, Bitcoin is being traded on the stock market in Canada in 2022. <laughs> man people used to laugh at like what are these bitcoin nerds you long beard dudes like they're getting treated like they still live in their mother's basement and like playing dungeons and dragons and shit like these hood you know now it's a global thing this is not going it's the beginning of a global thing. this is not it's- disco folks i'm sorry to tell you yeah, Bitcoin ain't beginning. dead. Yeah, this is the beginning. We're still at the, the beginning. Starting people. This is these are the death throes of the old traditional system and the beginnings of us realizing just what to do with this because we just this might be the first time we actually discovered something and don't know how to use it properly. I know that's I'm, that. That's thank you for saying that. I think that's how I feel, and I haven't been able to, I haven't been able to communicate that. Like right. I feel that way about the whole space. I'm right. looking at, I'm looking at the folks that are using the corrupt system's form of transaction to to game the system, and it's crazy, man. Like we 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 don't know what we're doing. Like, right, just like the main thing, like this. Bitcoin should be going crazy right now as an inflation hedge. Uh, as a, a stock market crash hedge, a hedge against the financial wins that are right now. That's how it should be used right. as a, a the ultimate pristine collateral, the ultimate store of value, the apex predator asset. That's how it should be used. Right. You know, 
we have a lightning bolt from the gods and we're using it to scratch our ass with it. Like we're playing <laughs> the same damn games. Right, right, because we 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 trying to you know make the traditional world that play nice with the bitty coin, but in the in the honestly, just like with anything else, if we all came together and said "fuck you, government," we're using this, and this is what's gonna happen step by step. This is what's happening on the ground root grass level in places like Nigeria and Argentina, this is what's happening because they have to do it. We have a first world problems. We're not in the third quote unquote emerging markets, third world that's politically incorrect now. These yeah. frontier markets okay. yeah, where they're cool. getting, you know, it, it the the corruption is even worse than America in places like Africa where it's just known that these government officials are super corrupt so how do you overcome that and how do you i was trying to work into my mind man you know people are like well bitcoin's not going to solve everything even if we put bitcoin into effect how would it you know so i want to i want to write a manifesto or something or even you and i brainstorm to put together like what a bitcoin standard world would look like well first we'd have to do this and we'd have to do this and well think from doing that it'll produce this and education would look like this and trade would look like this and commerce would look like this and healthcare would look like this and things would be more transparent like you know how flesh it out because sometimes people gotta see the proof of concept to like you know put their toe you know toes in the water or to ride along with it because where's the plan? What's the plan? This thing, this thing, this thing, uh, this experiment, this dot, you know, petrodollar experiment that's ruling the world uh, is coming to a close. It looks like it's falling off the rails. So what are we doing? Well, yes, I believe the petrodollar, but they're going to replace it with another. And this is why. We spent a little bit of time on that fiat, that fiat standard because the fiat that everybody loves so much, the dollar, the yen, the ruble, the ruby, whatever, whatever currency that you transact in the euro, all of that is backed by government. It's mm -hmm. government currency, man. Right. And it is it's 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 it has nothing. It's not backed by anything. It's not backed by gold anymore. It's nothing. So you bring up a great segue and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to cap off the sides by saying we have been when you read the book you will see we have been socialized to be consumers and product productivity uh machines mm -hmm. this is what they base their calculations on it's hypothetical bs if you went to a go if you went to a bitcoin standard you would everybody would have slower time preferences because mm. you wouldn't be able to necessarily use a credit card and spend more than you, what you had, mm. right? Um, so there's a lot of theories al along that and what it might look like. And mm. I'll be down yeah. to I'll be down to manifesto with you because I, I would. Love, I think I would it's love. important for us to flesh that out anyway. Yeah, because I, I don't think so. people really realize that because they you know you got a lot of folks you know. Uh, creating money either 
either they 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 have the debt or they they're giving somebody else the debt. So right, giving people the debt, you create money. Right, the people go to work to be pro- productive, be productive to pay back the debt. All right, we're gonna jump on to the next topic. We have uh, Crypto Slate reporting Nigerian banks impede. E-Naira. <laughs> Adoption over concerns it will impact banking revenue. The article goes on to say Nigeria's low-cost digital currency, E-Naira, is having gaining traction as banks are is having trouble gaining traction, maybe they're trying to say, as banks are reluctant to promote it due to concerns that it will impact their revenue. Steve, what are they trying to say? I don't know what you're trying to say. Now, I do know that you have a Nigerian brethren. Yes, I do. My question to you would be, Mm -hmm. let's let's ask him if he got any boots on the ground, because I would love to know what's happening on the ground. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Who created the Inara? Right. Was it the government? Was it the central bank? What's the has to be the government for the Inara to to supposedly is a commission-free alternative uh to money transfers right meaning they can't they can't arbitrage they can't play game can't play games with the with the with the money mm-hmm. so um if you don't know anything about central banking federal reserves all that good stuff man uh go spend some time learning because this is what we've been talking about basically this whole episode. We, we keep on coming back to it. Sovereign countries and the, the federal banking systems of those countries have been shook because there's probably a lot of people in Nigeria that are transacting outside the system. Right. right. So you don't create, if everything is great at your banks, why would you create the ENR? If you didn't see on in, see right in your country transacting outside of this of the this is what I'm rails. saying. So slowly, bit by bit, piece by piece, these the the cracks will happen because the adoption is going to happen. Like you know, if I'm in Nigeria and I need to sell this car and I need to go around all the banking red tape of me having to turn my currency into my naira into Dollars. you know. China, Chinese, and yen. Or the yen. RB, rid me, whatever the hell, and yuan. And and then yuan, yeah, turn yeah. the yuan back into something else. You know, do all jump through all these hoops, waste a lot of time and money and fees, right? Because the man in the middle gotta get his cut, right? And it's arbitrage. And it's arbitrage. Because it's not one to one. Right. So it's super, it's, it's crazy arbitrage. So it's a lot of money falling in the cracks as they go through these middlemen. And when you just do it in Bitcoin, it's peer to peer, as Satoshi said in his white paper. Uh, and the fees compared to that is negligible. It's almost not even worth noting. You know, I can send right now the network's slow, especially since it's a bear market. And we have we have the upgrade, the Segway upgrade. I could probably send a billion dollars to you right now, and it'll be, I don't know, ten bucks. Right. 
you know? If I sent you a billion dollars, Steve, and hopefully one day I can, <laughs> without inflation, and hopefully it's not inflation where I send you a billion dollars and that was to pay for the pizza we shared um, <laughs> because of the inflation <laughs> is so high. But hopefully one day I could be able to send you a billion dollars and it it's it and if it's over lightning it's damn near free right it's probably free right uh lightning is another issue I love the idea of lightning I love Jack Marlers you know I love the kid I love I love I've Me been too. talking about lightning for a Me long too. time but I fear that lightning might be another copy of what's problems we've been having with uh, traditional finance you know if anybody in the comments in the audience let me know if i'm like way off base but there might be a spoken hub problem going on because you have to fund pre-fund these pools uh these uh kind of pools before these channels they call them you know if i'm a big conglomerate or i'm like target i have to fund my channels uh i don't know if it's for each location or something you know if we were to start accepting bitcoin over lightning some things have to be pre-funded and that's kind of like mimicking a problem we have also it's a consolidation of power right it's like you know you have the most bitcoin uh just to be in operation like uh tesla or target or walmart you know uh you know but there's a natural balancing that happens when, you know, the, the way things are priced when when it spreads out amongst the civilization. Like you said, only a certain percentage of people actually own Bitcoin and it's very low. And I told my son, you know, who will inherit, he's an owner of one Bitcoin and he's they talk about the one percent he's in the zero point zero point you know even you know what i mean zero point zero 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 one percent i ain't got a whole bitcoin and i don't don't even know know. if i got a half of a bitcoin (laughs) so i try to tell him that and uh you know he's aware of it it makes him aware of like when he sees things in bitcoin he was like dad's been talking about this for five years now going on six and um but yeah, like, look, there's apathy towards the bank, towards E-Naira at the banks. Lenders are reluctant. Nigeria on crypto. Nigeria is one of the countries with the highest crypto adoption. In 2021, Nigeria is one of the countries that led the 880% global crypto growth in one year. At the time, Steve, 24% of all Nigerians invested in at least one digital asset. That's a lot. That's a quarter of the population. I think it's underreported. While Bitcoin was the most popular choice with over 60%, I'll let you guys read the rest of this article. But I just think it's it's all, you know, we're going to continue to report this. But this is all the death throes. This we got to go through the motions. This is the drama. Right. I would say to you though, since you got you do have you do have some some love in that community. Or from folks from that that country to reach out to them and see see what's going on because mm-hmm. I'm sure we could get some more we can get a better understanding of the backdrop yeah and what's going on on a day to day basis yeah so like Nigeria is over there in Bitcoin world we 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 got you know what I mean like if if you got 24 percent of the population man if and I many of them don't have banks. 
just that example bank of accounts are bank accounts you just like you'll be able to trade globally you'll be able to you know and it ha- and it's finalized and it even if it's slow and it's like it took an hour to finalize, the transaction is final. With credit cards, it's not final for days. Can we pack? Can we unpack weeks. the one hour? Can we unpack the one hour? If I send, if if we send a, a bank transfer from our bank here in America to a bank in Nigeria, they're not getting it in less than an hour. <laughs> they're not getting it in maybe less than seven days, maybe longer than that. Right. Especially if it's a substantial amount of money. Wires are usually three to five days. Sometimes wires get lost. Um, You know. um, Ask Kevin O'Leary about that. Right. (laughs) He said that. Cardano, let's say XRP itself, it's finalized. It's settled in three seconds. Right. Can't play hocus pocus, man. It's finality. It reaches finality. Three seconds. There's no hocus pocus. There's no shuffling of the cards. There's no extra or exorbitant fees. Um, man, and, I think it was just and, so damn early. And it's computer programming, so the exchange is seamless. Right. Like the smart contracts you were alluding to before, yes. but um. The only thing I don't see, I don't, I don't love the fact that Ripple has a nope to check choke. You know, like I wish well, they used choked. Bitcoin. They get choked right now. They, they, yeah, they get choked, but they, they get choked right now. You, you got- ever, you ever see that uh, meme or cartoon where the frog is getting eaten by the pelican, and it says, "Don't give up." And the frog reaches outside of the pelican's mouth to choke the pelican. The pelican is the SEC right now. They tried <laughs> to eat him, but he didn't give up. He's like, don't give up. And we're right. choking the pelican's throat instead of them eating us. Uh, Ripple shall be victorious, I I exclaim. I, I, de- I declare. Um, we're going to keep it moving. To my man, your man, Michael Seller takes a shot at Elon Musk on Twitter. Oh, we got to set it up. We got to set it up. Tesla Tesla had a uh, earnings call and uh, they sold almost a billion dollars, almost uh, 75% of their Bitcoin holdings. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, if you don't know about Tesla, if you own a Tesla, cheers to you. Seems to be a very popular vehicle. They're selling a lot of them. They got plants. They got a plant in China. They got one in Austin, Texas. They got one in California. And I believe they're trying to get to Germany. Um, but they burn a lot of cash. Yeah. Um, and and Elon's, Elon's take on it was that he wanted to shore up his balance sheet. He needed as much cash on hand as he possibly could have. Now, you can look at it two ways. Being as pristine as Bitcoin was or is, and because of the amount of Bitcoin they had on their balance sheet, he was able to do that and make his bottom line look good. So to his shareholders, why not uh, invest a little more money so stock price go up, right? Mm-hmm. The market, his market cap at Tesla goes up. So now he he gets to get he gets to play in the fiat world closer to the, the Federal Reserve 
numbers when he needs li li needs liquidity. He can always buy more Bitcoin is probably how he's looking at it, especially given the price it's at right now. Or you could look I'm at it. Fine. He's a punk. At, you could, Excuse my friends. I'm about to. He's a punk ass and he couldn't hold on to it because he's scared. Like, yeah, man. I think he rolled over. I think people <laughs> on his board rolled him over. You know, I think the ECG thing, the environmental thing is a concern. Uh, it was ESG, ESG yeah, he can't, environmental, he can't, societal governance or something yes, like that. He can't black rock. He can't get to the to the the cheap money. Right. If he's not compliant. Right. Because I don't think they're Called sweating a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. I don't think they're sweating that. And, and he's he himself said it's a sideshow to the sideshow. And don't put too much emphasis on it as uh Tesla has no stand they're, they're neither here or there on cryptocurrency. And I think he like flippantly said that they never sold their Doge holdings. And I don't think they have any Doge holdings. But Michael Seller took exception to this. Right. And the MicroStrategy CEO fired off a series of tweets seemingly aimed at Elon Musk after his EV firm electrical vehicle firm tesla sold 75 percent of its bitcoin holdings and then what did uh mike say good old mike seller said if you sell 75 percent of your bitcoin you will only have 25 percent of your bitcoin left <laughs> he's like and what is that how does that read to you uh mike bought 480 more bitcoin yeah in the downturn mm -hmm. um mike is a believer he's a he's a he's a, you still see my screen right yeah okay he's he's a um thought leader in the space right mm -hmm. and he's created a way for companies publicly traded companies mm -hmm. to put bitcoin on their balance sheets and win there are a lot of people that are looking at, well, number goes up, number goes down. So, you you know, this, that, and the other. What they fail to understand and why I keep on telling folks the fiat standard is so key is that you understand that the people, he created money. Mike created money to buy a lot of that Bitcoin. How did he do that? Bonds, that's other people's money at a low rate. Mm -hmm. So if you bought Bitcoin, let's say he bought Bitcoin at, I don't know, 25,000, 35,000, right? Because he's mm -hmm. buying in volume. He might be in the red part of the day. He might be in the black part of the day. We don't really know how much the app, cause he dollar cost averaged in. We don't know what his average cost is. He's not gonna let you know that. But on his balance sheet, because his company is solvent, it's not an insolvent company. I just told you all, Tesla burns a lot of cash. They need that cash. They burn mm. a lot of cash yeah. on a minute to second, a second to second. Micro Strategies is what, 25 years old? Mm -hmm. He's not burning that kind of cash. In fact, he probably shut down facilities. So he's not paying rent in certain places because people were working from home. Right? Oh, yeah, so, man. Listen, it, they're on top of this. Their risk yes. is low. The way they've constructed their yes. their their uh their bitcoin acquisition strategy is 
top notch. He's no dummy. He doesn't have dummies around him. He's had financial um, success. He know you know the main the main job of a CEO nowadays is uh, capital allocation, and you know he's not going to put his company in jeopardy right. uh, for a gamble on Bitcoin. If anything, and it has increased his stock, like you were saying last week. And by the way, he has to be compliant. Right. He can't just do whatever he wants. He's got shareholders to answer to people. Right. Do you see on my screen a timer? No. Okay. I see the Zoom. I see Zoom launch. Display timers for others. You don't see? No. Nope. You don't see? No. Oh, yeah. You're not supposed to see that. <laughs> but on me, look at me. Uh, you see a timer? Something. Yeah, it's small. It says something small. I can't see it because it's the small. It's on the small side of us, you know, because uh, you got okay. the big screen. You're sharing your screen. Yeah, man. That's a timer. All right. I think it's cool. Um, we're going to so wrap this up with a bow. I'd say um, I, I was going to say it's not even a big deal because it's not going to. It's not really a big deal, honestly, in crypto, but this is That's the true. richest man in the world. That's true. And, and sometimes people do things on what my on what Elon Musk tweets. It's just a fact. It's just unfortunately he can move a market with a tweet. Yes. Uh, he's been known to do so. But I, I, you know, eventually whoever were those weak ass lettuce hands that uh <laughs> that move your fucking bitcoin or whatever bitcoin does or whatever elon musk said you know what i mean like <clears throat> get real unless you're like super day trading and you're like you're in on a joke and you're saying i know smucks are gonna move this way if musk said this so i'm gonna like make a quick 10 percent or whatever Sure, but if you're like thinking it's really, oh, this is Elon Musk sold a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. This is the end of Bitcoin. Uh, I I advise you to read the fiat standard. And and let's let's fiat standard first. But I would say this about about Elon. Remember this. This is this is a quarterly report. So remember. He probably when he he also sold a lot of his own Tesla stock. Right. Remember that uh, uh, my man over at Amazon was selling some of his shares at its apex, mm-hmm. and Elon sold some of his. And they, everybody was saying, "Well, if they're selling, I think that the high is in. You probably should be selling too." Mm. So, so rem- folks got to remember he not only did he sell his Bitcoin, he probably didn't sell it right away. So, like you said, it didn't it didn't really affect. Bitcoin as it stands or the crypto all that much we absorbed we absorbed that thank you for putting almost a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin back on the market for everybody right. else to get and right. we can get it cheaper than when you probably bought it so thank you right. again right yeah so if I you think, cashed out in one I'm not mad at him I think uh you know him buying Bitcoin in the first place, which kind of like prematurely set off the rocket ship on the cycle. I could agree with that. You know, and then we came back down, and it was like kind of like a double dip, double peak for right, Bitcoin. 
right? But if you go back to what Bitcoin was in the news cycle, this is the thing about this is the thing about Elon that we all know. He likes the attention. <laughs> so yeah, sure. if you think about where Bitcoin was in the news cycle when he made these joints, he made them. He made them um, during Bitcoin's meteoric rise and he was getting outshined there wasn't nothing going on that didn't have bitcoin attached to it on any station mm -hmm. what else he gonna do then dogecoin rip and then he he found a formula that worked for him right mm -hmm. like you said he, he he you know now he's on saturday night live now you know what i mean he <laughs> he used it as a tool to market himself yeah which is brilliant i'm yeah. not gonna be mad at him but let's let's call it what it is right, right. He, he loves the lettuce hands. Lettuce hands. <laughs> <laughs> lettuce hands. <clears throat> yeah. So that's where I stand with it. Like I, you know, I, I was like wondering if I we should even talk about it. But then you were like, you brought it up, and I was like, yeah, you know, this is significant and not significant at the same time. Right. <laughs> and it's two people that I actually love right. to follow. I love to follow right. Elon Musk. I love to follow Me Michael too. Seller. Like, you know, come on. Two how could very we not? cerebral, yeah, two very cerebral guys. How very could smart we not? men. Here we go. Three, two, one. My timer went off. You see that little red thing? All right. Yeah. I'm giving us 10 minutes tops for this one. This is what I'm doing now for, for now on. 10 minutes tops. Boom. I like that. I like that because we get long-winded. We, man, we put like 30 minutes on that first topic. <laughs> All right, now we're going to talk about Chainalysis reporting that EU agrees on comprehensive cryptocurrency regulations. This is part one of their breakdown. Yes, the EU, European Union, has put their stake in the ground as far as regulatory um, uh, rules for cryptocurrency. Yeah, crypto regulations. Um, yeah. yeah, crypto regulations. And so this is the first shoe to drop. We, we keep we've been talking about this for almost every episode. We talk about regulations are coming mm -hmm. and some of us feel like it's not needed. Some mm -hmm. of us feel like in order for us to be legitimate and meet the masses and and and, and we can encompass people, companies, public traded companies can can put this on their balance sheet or play in the game and, and add value. Right. Um, they're going to have to have a roadmap by which they can they can go, mm -hmm. and this allows your company companies and, and certain organizations in the European Union to come online. So mm -hmm. I think some of the stuff. I mean, we don't we don't have an answer because it's all a big experiment. We don't know mm -hmm. how it's going to shake out. I don't think. I think it's a positive thing because it means that they spend time. They spend a lot of time. We've mm -hmm. we've been reporting on the EU for every month now since we've been recording. Every month, we the EU comes into our our purview. So this 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 report is by Chain Analysis, um, and they not only do they keep an eye on all the blockchains and, and mm -hmm. transactions and wallets and all that. They sit down and they talk about the things that have to do. So they're a good resource if you want to learn more on your own. They're a good resource for you to go and, and kind of get insights into what's going on with crypto around the world. Um, and and it's a two-part 
The first part came out in July, and then the second part came out last week. So I put the first part and the second part. I don't know how we missed this part, but now we now we got it. In fact, I'm gonna go back and read it again because it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. You think it's neg? Do you think this uh, regulations? I, I know we need regulations, but wait, is is it negative? Do you think uh, it's being looked at as negative on by the crypto community? As a I whole, haven't heard, I haven't heard much about it. Like I said, it, it. The only reason why I heard about it was because I believe my man at Coin Bureau did a video on it, and that's the way I got the information. Like, so he was like the only one that populated my algo on YouTube. Nobody else is really talking about it. It's just kind of happened, right? You know. Right. Nobody um, else is talking. He's talked about it a couple times. Yeah, and and so um with negative interest rate, we talked about Christine Lagarde, right? Um, and them getting off negative interest rates. Um, I'm sure as they barrel down the future of money as it pertains to the EU, mm-hmm. um she'll either A come around or she won't. But she had she's gonna have a say on how things get down. Um and they're they're gonna they're, you know they'll they'll tweak it. Um I will say this, they've been working at it. Yes. Right? And that says a lot. That says a lot for the EU countries. Like they're they've been proactive, not reactive. And they, they seem to go back to the folks and and kind of sit down and talk and adjust and you know what I mean? Um very unlike what we have to deal with over here on this side right um so i I think i think it's a good thing to answer your question in a nutshell travel rule there's a threshold of a thousand u.s dollars or european euros for cryptocurrency transactions the united states uses a threshold of three thousand dollars but the eu's new rule will apply a zero zero euro threshold in other words cryptocurrencies businesses operating under an eu license must capture information relating to the identity of the sender and recipient of a transfer of crypto assets for all transactions regardless of their size zero (laughs) so anything more than zero uh all right all right next one i think this is Vitalik. Is this the biggest story of the day? I think so. I, uh, we we started off by talking about the market and Ethereum's uh, boost last week. Yeah, we really. We're weekend. This is a weekend weekend review pod. So mm-hmm. uh, let me cue it up for you. Uh, CoinDesk is reporting that Vitalik Buterin discusses Ethereum's upcoming merge and surge at ETHCCC, which is a conference in Paris. The co-founder of Ethereum Network spoke about its future roadmap on Thursday. Steve, what's this about? You think it's good for crypto? Yeah, I want to go back and listen, watch the video. I didn't get a chance to watch the video, but it kind of, it kind of, if you look at the date, the 21st, it kind of put the cherry on top as to, you know, first they say, you know, last week we reported that the, the another test net 
converted over to proof of stake and it, mm-hmm. everything pretty much went well. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have the main co-founder in, Ethereum, in, the, in the network coming out. But before that, one of the guys that helped them on part of the original team, that's still part of the original team, he also came out and talked about what he felt would be happening maybe as soon as September. Wow. So, wow. so they're, yeah. they're, they're trying to bring this online before year's end. Man, September. It's not yeah. even. Yeah. And like we said, 100,000 transactions per second. Right. right? Uh, That's aggressive. Decent, yeah. Decentralization, smart contracts, uh, biggest developer pool in the, in the space. Um, hey, man, people are, people are, betting on ethereum as well uh there are some people like i said that think that ethereum will also become hard money like bitcoin and um we've reported how big and how big of an ecosystem and money generator that ethereum is on network yeah it's a multi-billion dollar enterprise yeah decentralized enterprise yeah I don't know if it's going to be hard money like Bitcoin, but, you know, something similar in which it's like an asset, a mm-hmm. solid asset, a solid commodity of sorts, which is how it's being treated. Like Bitcoin could be the oil, could be the oil. Right. To Bitcoin's, and Bitcoin's gold. gold. Um, sure. They even call the fees gas yep. on, uh, on the Ethereum blockchain. Right. Um, I, you know, of course, this is huge. You know, this happens seamlessly, smoothly. It sends shockwaves through the cryptoverse. Either way, if it happens smooth or if it's a disaster, <laughs> it's going to be an earthquake. It's just what you want. You know, earthquake Talk about tsunami. it. Yeah. So, um, you know, or a, a beneficial shockwave or a negative shockwave uh so you know but it's all growing pains either way you know as a child is growing and learning to walk if it stumbles when it stumbles you don't say oh you you scraped your knee you shouldn't try to walk anymore baby you know you just keep get up and it cries and and tries again it's it's just it doesn't get in all into its head like let me should I be walking? It just gets up and tries to crawl over to the, the, the damn French fries again. And, you know, uh, we, we, this, I mean, I don't think I, I love science. I love technology. I love science fiction, but I don't think I'm like irrational. I don't understand why people don't see this. Like, this is almost oblivious to people. If I could talk about Vitalik Buterin to somebody, who is that? Right. People barely know their own congressmen, me included. You know, it's the things you, your attention, your laser of attention goes to wherever you're interested, I guess. But this is like global, world-changing stuff. Like we need, we should, everybody should know about this. This is how I feel. This is why we're talking. Um, man, <laughs> this is so. I mean, the NFTs. Everything's gonna be an NFT, dude. Like all the serial numbers for you. Your products. You lost. You lost audio. 
I hit the mute button. <laughs> I got too excited. Ticket sales, you know, that's an NFT. You know, your identity will be an NFT. Fingerprints and, uh, you know, anything that needs to be a one-off, non-fungible type of thing is just your ID. <sighs> I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah, man. I mean, it's. I think, I think to, to piggyback, and I think we talked about this when we were together uh, last weekend or maybe this weekend, but uh, the digitization of the world is what we're the, the, the digital the digitization uh uh what do you want to call it era right is upon us mm. and i think ethereum is going to have a lot to do with that right yeah and, and by it the way to start with bitcoin either but right and by the way it has also been deemed uh property not yeah. a uh not a uh, what was the what's the opposite of a, of a, 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 a not a security not a security yes yeah, not a security now could could laws change yeah absolutely all um, right but for right now no for those uninitiated uh we're talking about ethereum blockchain the number two crypto in the crypto space uh vitalik buterin is one of the founders of uh ethereum he's the whiz kid not a kid anymore uh, he's uh, definitely a crypto OG. He used to write for Bitcoin Magazine. He was paid in Bitcoin back in the day. And um, he wrote some of the very first code for Ethereum. Him and Mr. Uh, Gavin Wood, I believe his name. I, yeah, I Gavin his... Wood. Gavin Wood was, yes, Gavin he, Wood. He's uh, in Polkadot. Uh, Polkadot. He, he branched off to create Polkadot. Another founder, Charles Hoskinson, branched off and created cardano uh buterin stayed to lead the charge for ethereum i don't know how much he's in charge there he's definitely the figurehead definitely the face of ethereum yes um uh, kind of a kooky weird character he's known to wear pajamas and cat t-shirts he's an alien man around he the man who fell from earth you know he kind of taught you know he <laughs> seems to talk as if he's kind of like you know these smart guys like elon musk they're they're all a little bit on a spectrum they have you know a little bit taste of the spectrum i don't want to get too much into that um i don't want people right actually i do want to he got the Aspergers, right you know leave it in the comments come at me i want to fight i chose violence today steve hot damn it um he got the Aspergers. Check his ass for burgers. That's all I gotta say. Uh, but he's smarter than he's probably smarter than I could be in five, ten lifetimes. Um, it basically, oh, you, what we're talking. Wa- have you watched the man who fell to earth? Who fell to earth? Yeah, the whole thing. That's what he reminds me of, man. First time I saw him, man. He reminds me of that dude. <laughs> yeah, he's like you are emitting fear at a. You're like a. Uh, uh, what it was, uh, what damn, I lost it, but he was like the chemical, the cortisone. He's like, yeah, yeah, cortisone engine, (laughs) right? He's like, right, and a a lot of those scenes, man, spectrum y type feel to him, like, yeah, (laughs) that guy's a great actor because then as it evolves, he turns into this eloquent speaker on stage as like he's the CEO of a tech company, he's riveting and. Don't tell me no Paris more. I'm still Maddie. working through it. I'm still working. Don't tell me no well, more. Well, that's the very first scene. Yeah, I know that. 
I know that. Don't tell me no more. <laughs> so that add the no contrast more. to the man you meet in the next few scenes. But as I was saying, this whole thing, guys, as one minute is left on the top countdown, this big deal is Ethereum moving from proof of stake, which is the algorithm that it's a consensus algorithm, meaning everybody comes to an agreement on what the, the ledger looks like and what these transactions in the history of Bitcoin, right? We all agree we reach consensus through something called proof of stake, which is why we have the Bitcoin miners. Now, this is becoming a concern for the energy concerns of things like ESG and save the planet. Right. Uh, spoiler alert, the planet's going to be fine. It's the people on the planet we have to worry about. Amen. Uh, but <laughs> when we're gone, this planet's going to be here. I hate to tell you. Uh, burst your bubble. Proof of stake is supposed to be more energy efficient by, you know, orders of magnitude, uh, not even close. But then uh, they're saying that things, you know, lose, you're lost when you gain speed and efficiency like that. You might lose security and, um, you know, might lose things like security. Right. You might be able to get hacked. Or you might lose uh, uh, other things that Bitcoiners like myself hold dear. And um, I forget what it is like the trivector. It's like uh, you want it to be fast, cheap, or good. <laughs> you know, high quality. That's the usual trivector. Trifecta. Cheap. You want it to be cheap, fast, or good. You got to pick two. If you, want it to, you know, if you want it to be good and cheap, it's not going to be fast because it's got to be good right <laughs> right but if you want it fast and cheap it's not going to be good right. <laughs> if you want it good and fast guess what ain't gonna be cheap right. <laughs> you want express shipping you know your 20 dollar item turned to a 50 dollar item Right. I want I need this overnight. <laughs> um, that's the usual trifecta that people dilemma, the tri dilemma, they call it the tried trilemma. Uh, but in crypto, I think it's like secure. You want it to be secure, fast or I forget the other one. Um, secure, fast. You're fast and put it in the comments if you guys remember. <laughs> Matter of fact, I got the Google box here. Let's see what the uh, Bitcoins try lemma. Fa it's cheap, I think. Scalable. Yeah, maybe that's it. What's the trilemma? You got some he bullet says, points for me? God damn it. On this one? No, the, yeah, there's one. Like, it just. Let's just see it. Guys, bear with us. We want to, okay. Yeah, decentralized security, security scalability. scalability, right? That's the trilemma in blockchain. Because if you want it decentralized, that's a tough cookie right? to pull off and still be manageable in the way that centralized organizations like Facebook or BlockFi are, they have, you know, great things like customer support 
and we could roll back transactions and we can like you know erase the 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 board and start over and like that's the, some conspiracy controversy that led to splitting up of ethereum early in the day uh which made a fork in a road of ethereum and ethereum classic because uh there was a lot of disagreement on how things should be handled like the dow that uh happened in which uh, they Ethereum actually rolled back some transactions. This doesn't happen in Bitcoin. Right. This is unheard unheard of. This is outlandish talk. Because there was Outrageous. a hack. Was right. It because of the hack. There was a Dow hack. I forget what they fucking called it. Um, but this is one of the reasons Charles left. He didn't agree with the direction that. Ethereum was headed, but this is very controversial and what led to Ethereum Classic, which is still listed on exchanges, some exchanges to this day. You can see it on things like CoinGecko, CoinMarketCap, Ethereum Classic. I wonder what the, the future holds for that, though. You know. They're still proof of, proof of work. They're going to stay proof of work. Right. So... We have the scalability issue being tackled uh, with proof of stake, right? Now, supposedly, we're going to have 10,000, 100,000 transactions per second. That was a big buzzword thing when people were promising, uh, you know, being faster than Bitcoin in the last uh, bull run in 2017 when people were selling white papers. Uh, or selling cryptos without even having a full white paper, just a flashy website or like a slide sheet, sheet you know, like a <laughs> slide deck, uh, a damn pitch deck. And they were getting millions of dollars. They were selling their tokens and a lot of scams and, you know, people falling for these ICOs and all initial coin offerings. Yeah for the guys that just got here. But see, when you go for scalability and decentralization, you lose some security and that's and thus the hacks and when you go for decentralization <clears throat> and security you get become slow and not able to scale and when you go for scalability and security is it really decentralized that's what Solana's facing right now right so they you know they have the scalability but and it seems they have the security, but we have a big concerns about their decentralization. Bitcoin well, this question this question's about their scalability because they don't had a few crashes <clears throat> in the last twelve months. Like right, two or three of them. the lights went off for them a couple of times but it's all the great experiment in order for right. us to in order for us to make a great pot of eggs we gotta break some eggs man like yes sir all right i mean you want to wrap this up with a bow no nah, you wrapped it up all right i think gotta you did a it. great job thanks i appreciate that i really do you heard it live from yourself your slime stevie baby I'm Crypto Khalif with the Crypto Brothers. This has been the On The Block Podcast. We are signing off. If you learned anything, if you hated it, if you loved it, if you wanted to leave something in the comments, if I had a booger in my nose, you didn't tell me this whole time, 
damn, I thought you were my friend, my man, my homie from the, on the block. Leave it in the comments. Take this time to hit the like, subscribe button. And if you wanted to digest more, if you want to learn more about crypto, hit one of these videos on the left or on the right. And we'll see you on the next video. I'm Crypto Khalif signing off. Steve, what you got to say? Yeah, man. Appreciate the support. Appreciate um, the support. Appreciate the support. Great show. Nice way to finish it off. I learned something today. Mm -hmm. um, What'd you learn? The trilemma, man. I didn't. I never really, you know, I, I digest a lot of information, but I don't. I don't got all the. I don't got all the info. That's why we here. You know, right. it's a back and forth, give and right. take. So yeah, dollar cost average, people. That's all <laughs> I, I'm gonna leave it in. <laughs> That's a great way to leave it off. I'm Crypto Khalif. That's Steve Lee. Simply Crypto. We are the Crypto Brothers. Yeah. That'll do it. <laughs>